Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have feedback about She-Hulk. Let's talk about She-Hulk, because She-Hulk is worth talking about. All that and more of this that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff, you're here on a feedback episode. Yeah, you guys keep doing these like during the day when I'm at work. That is true. We have done that a lot. And then the few times I've said, hey, yeah, let's do a feedback episode tonight. You're like, oh, I can't do this Monday. <laughs> like, well, then you get on our cases about not doing them on the evenings. Um, but yeah, no, it's a. You just don't give me the opportunity. We were just, we were just joking last week, or, uh, oh, it was me and Catherine were talking about how, um, I was joking that, like, I have a bit of a complex about when you're not here because I, I do the intro. And so yeah. I go, you know, this time on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, and they immediately know it's not a Jeff episode. So, like, all yeah. the Jeff people turn off, you know? Like, yeah. there's, there's all the Jeff stands out there that just immediately yeah, turn all off. The, all and the Jeff we, stands are like, this one's not for me. And then we proceeded to shit talk the Jeff stands because. We were like, they're not listening anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. <laughs> What's real bad is if, like, if they are Jeff stands, but they also have a stronger urge for being a completionist, mm, yes. then like you're just shit talking them, and they're like, oh, I can't stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> one one day, my Jeff will return. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll come back and he'll show you. He'll show all of you. Champion of the people, Jeff Randall. <laughs> yeah, but then there are those other, there's those anti-Jeff people that are like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure what the balance is there. What, what, yeah, you know. the <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a poll online so that people can be like, more Jeff, less Jeff, no Jeff. <laughs> is there just the right pinch of Jeff lately? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I think we, I think we got the Goldilocks amount of Jeff in this episode. Yeah, in this, in this uh, <laughs> yeah. season of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, <laughs> we have seasons now. When did that I, get implemented? I mean, like season, as in like season of life. You know, oh, we go through sure. seasons. We go through seasons where, like, we, you know, we're covering this show, or we're doing that, or you're busy because of this thing with uh, relationships, and I'm busy with this thing with work or relationships, and we always have different times we get together. Yeah, different seasons of the podcast. I like it. I like it. Like it's a, real zen. Yeah, like a broad sense, not like a. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're oh, like, like a broad sense. Eh? Oh, a broad sense. <laughs> I'm all about that broad sense. That's, that's what happens when I go in the bar. <laughs> I look around. I'm like, I notice. <laughs> I notice. Uh, look at the games on that season. <laughs> of course, we do the terrible jokes. When yeah, there's nobody course. here to rein us in. Yeah, man. Uh, well, let's let's get into uh, She-Hulk. Is that what you said at the beginning? Yeah, that's what I said at the beginning. We're talking okay. about She-Hulk. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about uh, the feedback for She-Hulk. So one of our patrons, Timothy Castillo, said, good people of the MCURI. I, I don't know what that means, but uh, based on the evidence provided in these last two episodes, upon seeing more of the cast and the prodigious talents of Miss Maslani herself, I submit that this show is strongest when working on its own. 
As entertaining as it is to see various characters stirred together in a fan service fever dream, <laughs> allowing this show's cast to flesh out their characters and build the world of the show more than play in the MCU universe proper, you know, should be the goal of all of these Disney Plus series. We do not care about Tony Stark because he talked to Nick Fury in a post credit scene or Steve Rogers because he woke up in 2012. We care about them because of their journey their decisions, their actions in becoming Iron Man and Captain America. If we only care about She-Hulk or any Marvel property because of the super characters that show up in their show, how are we better than those characters in the show that prefer She-Hulk over Jennifer? One might say the onus is on the creators to create for us a narrative worth enjoying, and that is true, but all evidence points to the fact that Jennifer Walters is a very relatable and likable figure, as is She-Hulk in her own right, and that the show is very entertaining. In the evidence item in the evidence item six alone, there were several moments that worked to great humorous effects, such as a small dog for a groomsman, or legally adding five more seconds of eye contact to a to a heartfelt apology. Uh, the cameos have indeed been enjoyable, but to judge any episode's merits, not on the quality of the episode, but on the quantity of cameos, is a red flag for how we assess the value and validity of the art set before us, and should make us, the public, evaluate what we give value and worth to in our favorite storytelling, as I believe the honorable magistrates of the Court of Strand and Panda do with great wisdom and humility. <laughs> Thank you for lending me your ears. The defense rests. <laughs> Requesting sidebar with the judges. Let's get Daredevil in here already. Ah! <laughs> I get it now. MCUri. The good people of the MCUri is the jury. Oh, I get it now. I get it now. It did take me till the very... Yeah, I, I didn't get it the entire time. So, good job. Good job. <laughs> and I, I think he may have even written one in with that last week, and I didn't get it the entire time. So, there we go. <laughs> thank God I'm here. Thank, thank God. <laughs> Timothy brings up some really good points in there. I love his points, and I like that he completely destroys and undercuts them at the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep, yep. This this show works best when it stands on its own and we don't get cameos. But, like, I really would like this cameo from Daredevil. Yeah, I love it. Good, good job. Good job, Timothy. That's a, that's a good meta joke. And I love his idea of, like, comparing our... The, our our uh, the fandom's love for the cameos and the larger connection over the story with the idea of loving She-Hulk and loving those big green gams as opposed to loving Jen for who Jen is, you know? Yep. But, you know, I would like Jen exactly as is. She is adorable. Absolutely. And an absolute delight, especially... You know, based on what we saw in this most recent episode where she's just like, to hell with it. I'm dancing alone on <laughs> at this wedding. Yep. I'm hitting the dance floor like a fiend. Yeah, man. Matt service all the way. <laughs> and like Jen is basically like between Jen and She-Hulk, she's basically Matt service and Jeff service. So it's MCU cast service all the way. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Indeed. No one make fun of us last week for talking about the Matt service and Jeff service. Immediately yeah. after uh, we were talking to Haley and how it's great to have a female voice here to talk about it and all that stuff. We were talking to yep. Haley about that. And then we immediately were talking about how attracted we were to the character for different <laughs> <Yeah>. reasons. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> Great that we have a female voice and that there's that female representation and all that. Now, let's talk about this show through the male gaze for a minute. <laughs> but however, <laughs> we haven't had enough for us. <laughs> I'd like to be a white male, like just for a moment, if I could. <laughs> take a second to be a white male. <laughs> So let's move on to our next one. We got Jason says, hey, oh, God, ah, I love it. Sorry. <laughs> Jason said, we got Jason saying, hey, New York 10s and LA 11s. That's a good way to open an email. You it guys. is. It is. I just don't know who he's talking to. <laughs> it's all of us. It's all of us. Everyone listening. It's all. No, of us. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, he's. Jason says, uh, I've seen a lot of talk about everyone being rude or mean to Jen, saying it's unrealistic or over the top. To me, that seems like a deliberate choice to reflect Jen's perception and point of view. Her body language clearly shows how her confidence goes away when she transforms back into Jen. She makes herself smaller and holds her arms close to her body. And that's not to take away from how horrible people and society can be, but being insecure and constantly exposed to comments like that often highlights these microaggressions and makes them a more prominent part of the conversation than a third person might see them as. As she said, just remember who show this actually is. That applies to perspective, too. What do you think about this? Mm. I definitely think he's onto something with the way the body language is. Um, yeah, I think this show is, is is hugely about Jen's sense of confidence and sense of value in herself and where she gets it when it's reflected to her by the whole world as she should be valuing the She-Hulk side of her. But she's like, but I'm me. Why does no one yeah. like me for just the me part? And we're over here like, I do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the the thing that like just hit me as well is like, she she shows up to the wedding as She-Hulk, right? She's she's in green form and has that dress on that's, you know, perfectly accents everything about her and everybody's commenting mm -hmm. on how great she looks and like, oh, your ass looks great. And she's like, yeah, let me touch it. But then like when she when she's in gen form at the wedding, she's also like, I just wanted to show up and let everybody know that I, I'm doing great. You yeah, know, I've yeah. got this great thing in my life, this great thing in my life, this great thing in my life. It's like, she's not measuring her self-worth by just the fact that she exists and, you know, is not a shit person. It's the things that she's accomplished is, is what her self-worth is based on. Mm. And that kind of, that sucks because like, that's, that's society, you know, that's, that's like modern American society is like, your work is the most important thing about you. Like when people, you know, are, when you're introducing yourself to people, it's like, Hey, cool. You're, you're Matt. What do you do? Like, what do you do for work? What's mm -hmm. your, it's not like, what are you passionate about? Like, what are, what are your hobbies? What, you know, what could you talk about for hours? Mm -hmm. It's not that it's, it's, what do you do for work? Yeah. So, you know, the, it just, it sucks to see a character who, is so emotionally and mentally powerful. Yeah. Still be looked at as somebody that's lesser. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, and it's just, she's getting looked over, you know, she's getting passed over a lot in this, in this show. Um, 
and then, but, but that's the thing is like all those things you're talking about, the new job, the superpowers, obviously that all like, it's all coming from this, uh, this new power of hers, the She-Hulk side. And so it's like, she's getting all these good things in her life and the things that she, all the things she's describing to people that she has are all things that she's gotten because of this. And she wanted to wear the, and this, so she's talking to uh, him and says, I just wanted to show everybody I'm doing well. But that was her plan was to walk in as She-Hulk and say like, look who I am. I'm this powerful person. And like, look how good I'm doing. But now that she has to be Jen and she's getting treated bad and all this stuff, and kind of reverting back to old habits of this people pleasing of just like doing whatever her old roommate says and all this stuff. Like it seems like, uh, she is not, she, she is not expressing those things when she's in gen form. It's like, she doesn't have the confidence or the wherewithal to like go about that when she's in gen form. Yeah. And it's sad. It is sad. It's so sad. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Andre Sparks sent us a message. Hey, hey, everybody. So I'm shocked that no one caught this. But the big deal is that the fact that Mr. Immortal is a mutant. Like, then we see the end scene that looks like a lab, a certain lab that was at the end of it. The end of, wait for it, the Wolverine. And the fact that someone is after powers means something big. Matt, you mentioned Saturday morning cartoon villain. What if it's Mr. Sinister? Mm. Mind blown. There's your connection. Mutants are coming. Thoughts? <laughs> Hope you all are well, Andre. Hmm. So you said it looks Andre- like a lab from Wolverine. I don't, I, it wasn't the actual lab from Wolverine, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, what it do you looks similar. That? It looks similar, but like a lab is a lab is a lab, in my opinion. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All labs look alike. Yeah, there's some borrowed uh, tropes in there for sure. So, yeah. what do you think about that, Mister Sinister? I love that idea, though. Like, anytime you put Mister Mister Sinister in front of me, yeah, you get me excited. I know you're a like, big fan, Mister Sinister, which kind of actually makes me think you wouldn't like this idea. Um, I don't know. It makes sense that like Mister Sinister would be one that wants to get powers. I I don't know that like I don't know that Mister Sinister being in there because Mr. Immortal is in there is like, I don't know that that, like that necessarily tracks. tracks. What what it does track is that if Mr. Immortal is a mutant, which I guess in comics he is, that is further evidence to the fact that the mutants have been around a while. Yeah. So like there's that, there's that point to the Mr. Immortal thing, which means if, you know, uh, Mr. Sinister's out there and he has his corporation and everything like they could be working in the background already. Yeah. They could. They very well could. And I I love that idea of like of of Essex Enterprises or whatever it is, you know, whatever the case may be. Um that company working in the background of Mr. Sinister working in the background and, and being somebody that's wanting to just try to collect mm-hmm. uh, collect powers and collect samples and and trying to incorporate those into and like experiment with those and other mutants and other people yeah i mean that's that's kind of his thing that's kind of been his thing for a while and like if we got a real like solid good mr sinister uh, a good nathaniel essex that we could have a a cyclops that i give a damn about Mm. because like that story of of cyclops growing up in an orphanage that is run by mr sinister yeah and like getting experimented on and like 
not having anywhere else that he can go and things like that. Like right. all of that could be so powerful. I, I totally agree. I, I think that is all of that is reasons. I don't think this is where they're going for Mr. Sinister. Sure. I, I could totally see this being like an Essex Corp, uh, like logo or something in the background as an Easter egg, maybe kind of like they did sure. in a, um, what was it? New mutants did. Yeah. 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 Um, or did you even see that yet? Um, I did. Okay. Yeah, they, they, so they like threw in Essex Corp in that, and they kind of did it, and that kind of connected Wolverine to Essex Corp as well. But like, mm-hmm. uh, I just I think that's as far as we'll go. I don't think Mister Sinister is necessarily behind this particular plot because I think the tones would be so weird to introduce Mister Sinister in the She Hulk, uh, like especially this far in. Like, is like get three episodes left, and like Mister Sinister shows up, it just it would feel really like. It, <laughs> I think they're going to keep that jokey tone and Mr. Sinister would not be like, we don't want Mr. Sinister to be a joke. I don't think that's why I was saying, like, yeah. I think that that's a reason you would not like this because you're such a Mr. Sinister fan. I yeah, that's fair. I that's think there's, fair. A, there's a certain word for his, like um, the kind of vibe he gives off and it just doesn't fit this tone. That creepy animosity. Yeah. That creepiness. What's that word? What's the word for it? Unease. Sinister. That's what I was looking for. Oh, right. That sinister <laughs> nature that he exudes. Huh. Sorry. <laughs> it's got to be a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not something that a comic book writer would be like, you know what? I got, I got no better name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, another of our patrons, Jeffrey James, sent us a message that when Titania clocked a non-Hulk Jennifer wouldn't that have just killed her? Also, Titania can take a Hulk punch, but injures her mouth in a fall. It feels like grade B comedy writers using well-worn tropes think that the superhero stuff is just pow-wham slapstick. If this didn't have the intrinsic interest of connectivity and some good acting, it would honestly be unwatchable. Mm. That's a big swing there, Jeffrey James. Damn, Jeffrey James putting his uh, putting down the law with a... Uh... She-Hulk. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like get his point. Uh, they're definitely playing a little fast and loose. But honestly, even if you watch... It's continuity. The, yeah. Even it's if continuity you, issues. Well, the powers issue. Even if you watch some of the yeah. best MCU movies, it's like you watch Cap Shield and sometimes it's rubber and sometimes it's metal. Sometimes it cuts through a woman and sometimes it will bounce off every surface. Like, you know, it's just like it, it yeah. depends on what they want it to do, how it works. And in this, this is one of those cases. I would say that Titania wasn't trying to catch a body. So she didn't hit a, a, an unhulkified Jen Walters with the full force of Titania, is, is how I would probably guess that went. She's like, I can take you like this. And she's like, whatever. She just gave her, gave her half speed, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't trying sure. to catch a murder charge if if you didn't catch the uh No, the- I got it. It was just <laughs> it was not something that I'm used to you saying. <laughs> saying or citing even. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's, it, it's no, funny. It's, okay. it's, it's funny just, when you've you talked. You got to let me know that you're going to change it up. <laughs> it's funny when you uh talk to someone so much 
that like a phrase being used is like you don't use that. I know yeah, that's you've, not a you thing. You've never fucking used that in your life. <laughs> <laughs> How did that taste? Did it taste wrong? Because it sounded wrong. <laughs> I would have heard it by now. I would have heard it by now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking to you every goddamn week since 2014, mother. I know what you say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no i think i think that that's like a, it's a fair point these kinds of superhero shows there's ways to headcanon it but like these kinds of, and and like if, if you want to continue the headcanon uh she falls and breaks her veneers her veneers are not part of her superpowered ability <laughs> right like yeah 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 she's a superpowered person her dentist isn't um, <laughs> this is not. <laughs> yeah, she didn't go to the the guy who makes the like super powered like the super tailor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the super tailor. There's a super dentist. Yeah, she didn't go to the right dentist. She can't afford yeah. that super dentist yet. She can't go to the super dentist. She doesn't have that kind of clout. There's like a whole waiting list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got he's got a residency in Stark Tower. You know, right? How it goes. And this is the thing is like there's always these sorts of fights. They're always gonna. F- they're always going to happen at the speed that the writers want them to, to happen at the yeah. fight scenes. And you can head cannon why they work. Like I just did the same thing with the, uh, the shield you can head cannon. Oh, it, maybe it's the kind of spin he puts on it that causes it to bounce or causes it to slice, you know, like there's just different, whatever, or maybe it's because she threw it with magic that it sliced through the woman, you know, <laughs> like it's just, it either slices. Well, this is like, this is the thing. Like you look at, at, you know, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness when it cuts through the person. But, like, you go to Captain America the Winter Soldier when he's on the Lumerian Star. Mm-hmm. He throws the shield directly into that guy's chest mm-hmm. from, like, point blank. Yeah. And it just bounces right off. Now, you know what would have been beautiful? Oh, I actually would have loved this. You know, she uses her reality warping magic. And it, like, slows yeah. down and zooms in on the shield that's flying back to uh, Captain Carter's hand. And Captain Carter reaches out to catch it like she always does. And then you see her, like, warp the shield to just, like, r- a razor's edge. Like, you see it go, like, zzz, oh, yeah. like, turns into a buzzsaw and just goes through. Yeah. But that's probably... There's apparently more to that scene because <laughs> apparently you can see her body, like, fall in half in the background if you're, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's intense. Pretty intense. It would have been. It would have been pretty awesome. They would probably have to up the the rating uh, to an R uh, if they had done this. But like, if she had reached out and like was going to catch it, but then it gets warped and just like slices through her thumb. Oh yeah, and like just takes the thumb off and keeps going and like, or just like goes straight through her entire arm, like her arm. Oh, the whole arm splits the arm. If you want to go like real horror with it. Which I don't. I don't want that. I know that if Ashley were here, she would champion that idea. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, hell yeah. But I am good without like saw level violence in my uh, Marvel. Yeah, that. Ugh. Okay. The crazy things that, that can be done to headcanon or the crazy ways that the writers put together these scenes to where like it kind of doesn't always make sense. Like Nat's arm should have been dislocated when she. Uh, fired a grappling hook into the bottom of the bridge while falling. Like, obviously, right. you know, the, the, the human condition is kind of, or the, you know, human toughness is a little fluid Malleable. in the MCU. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And so Jeffrey James saying that 
you know, this show is basically unwatchable, mm-hmm. you know, he, even with us going like, it's such a great show. He did say it's watchable because of the connectivity and the wonderful acting. And I agree with yeah. him. The acting is awesome. Right. And then we've got people like Rachel that are saying, OMG, best episode yet. Misogyny's the villain. I love it. Obsessed. Like, mm-hmm. there are people that are in love with this show. Yep. And then there are people that are like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. The physics is a little off. <laughs> right. The CGI is kind of throwing me. This show, more than any other, is kind of being looser with canon. And it's being uh, looser with the, like ideas of the like the overall mcu which I, I you know you know i'm nervous about yeah we had a whole episode about it where you're like long going dark yeah 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 uh so far it's walked a line for me where i can still imagine this exists in the world it's just a little bit of a sillier realm in that same world yeah i, li- I like to think of it as um you know like uh, like one of our earlier uh, commenters said it's it's from her perspective mm. so it's colored it you know it's you're looking at it through jade giant glasses <laughs> yeah i think i think that's a good way to think about it too because it's told from her perspective it's her show it's got a little of that that gen pizzazz on it of like things are a little different maybe but that's again that's headcanon that's that's the headcanon that i'm applying to it mm-hmm. We all we all have our own headcanon. We all have our own headcanon path to walk. Mm. You just have to find yours. Yeah. All right, so next up we got Ian Tanner said, uh, Hi, Panda fam. Who is Hulk King? My guess is the same guy who, one, asked She-Hulk how impenetrable her skin is. Mm. I'm sorry. Asked She-Hulk how penetrable her skin is to vibranium on a date. Two, called She-Hulk a specimen. Mm-hmm. And three, gives off Intelligentsia vibes, a.k.a. Hateful Man Babies. He called Mallory, my favorite lady lawyer. And on the stand said, I guess I'm the kind of guy that women can open up to. It's Todd. Yep. You'll love you all 3,000. I think, I think that's true. Brian Keegan, uh, last week, I'm, he, he had mentioned in the live watch, like, you guys still have not talked about Todd and how sus Todd is. I was like, we will, we will. <laughs> and I meant fully to talk about it that night, and I, we didn't get around to it. And then it, we didn't. Yeah, Todd is definitely sus. And him showing back up at the, like, at first I thought it was just a one-off joke, but after he showed back up at the law firm, I was like, mm, something's going on there. I don't know if he's the big bad or, like, the, you know, in charge of the intelligentsia or the people in the lab, but, like, yeah, he's he's involved, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, I worry. I worry. You worry? Because you really like I worry. Todd. Like I don't I don't like Todd. And I I I think that that sort of thing, that sort of role of like being against Jen Walters or being against She Hulk, you know, in a in a super sense, in a super capacity, could be better served by people like the leader. Right, um, and then with the le- with the leader, then Jen can have a great line about like, "Whoa, what happened to your head?" or something like that, because you know he's got the the giant dome, basically, or hell, even a Modok. Oh, that would be mm. funny. Yeah, wasn't Modok seen in another sh- like trailer or something recently? Was he? 
Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. Out. I know what it was. It was the, uh, yeah, so I guess spoiler alert, spoiler alert, I guess, for things they announced at that D23, but didn't actually make it to our air waves. But they apparently showed a trailer, or one of the trailers they showed was for Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, 2 or 3. Oh, Quantumania. In, in Quantumania, there's some sort of MODOK Easter. It's either an Easter egg or it's like a full-on shot of MODOK or something. Um that like it's yeah. from what I gathered, it sounded like it was just something you kind of glimpse and you miss it sort of thing. But still, while they're mm-hmm. like traveling through the quantum realm or the multiverse or something, that definitely seems like something that would be a, a multiverse kind of thing. Of like, well, there's a verse out there where this guy's head just gets giant. Yeah, it's the Patton Oswalt version. Yeah, <laughs> just straight yeah. up, straight up, go full on like animated Modoc. Shows yep. up for like claymation. Modoc shows up for one scene of Quantumania. To- <laughs> that 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 tone would totally work. I, th- I feel like that would absolutely work. Quantumania is a place they're going to be able to do a lot of the silly things. I thought they were going to do more silly things in Multiverse of Madness, um, given the like we we'd already seen that the, the cartoon verse was going to be in 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 there somewhere. We'd already seen all this stuff. I was like, man, we're going to get so many silly things. That movie did not get silly. Um, not. I mean, it did a little bit with, like, Pizza Pop and a little bit with, like, you know, green and red and all that stuff, but like, green being red and red being green. green. Oh. Somebody was pointing out on some of this YouTube video I watched the, like, the significance of that. Oh. uh, In Marvel, the villains always wear green. It's like they they were pointing this out and they showed like whatever, 15 of the villains from Marvel and they're almost always in some sort of green, green light, green suit, green whatever. (laughs) Like, uh, huh. Yeah. Yeah. I had never noticed it either, but they they pointed it out and I was like, interesting. There's, there are a lot of them. Definitely not for, but then the fact that green is red, red is green and she's in red the entire movie. (laughs) I was like, that's interesting. I like that theory. I don't know if it's deliberate or not. Neat. Yeah, yeah, but then Loki, but then Mordo started or like Modo or that Mordo ended up <laughs> still being kind of a dick and still wearing green. Oh yeah, no no no, for sure. I just think they were saying like the villain of the movie is of this movie is wearing red. Was their point, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh Mordo Mordo's Mordo wears green, um Hella, obviously Loki, Loki. Hella. Um uh, they had like a six or seven examples out of, you know, but a third of the movies have had green villains. Vulture. Yep, Vulture. He's green eyes. Mysterio. That was so scary. Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, hmm. The Green Goblin, who's kind of the main <laughs> villain of uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's just all his entire rogues gallery is green. It does. I think it just like looks good against the red. So they <laughs> like yeah, yeah. green versus red. It's a thing. Yep. Because I mean, you got like Vulture, Green Goblin. Scorpion is green. Mm-hmm. Um, the lizard. Doc Ock. The Doc lizard. Ock. They're all like, green. Yep. The entire <laughs> Sinister Six is green. Yeah. Venom. It seems oh, that. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Venom's kind of the antithesis of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you want you want green? No, no yeah. color. That's what they say. Some people think that black is uh, is 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 a color, but no, it's the absence of green. That's what they say. It's the absence of green. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and see that that makes sense as as far as why uh, Hulk and She Hulk are like kind of kind of feared. Like they're green. We know what green people do. Mm. 
We know how bad green is. Yeah, for sure. And you know, it's funny when Loki becomes a hero, he puts on a tan suit and walks around in that TVA outfit for that whole, like uh, that whole series that he's the hero. Or in, uh, (laughs) so great. Or in, um, in Thor Ragnarok, when he's not the villain, he's wearing blue. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think there's a little something to this. I, I'd never noticed it before, but so I was watching some YouTube video that pointed that out in Multiverse Madness, and I was like, interesting. I will explore further. <laughs> I'm going to dig in. And by that, I mean I'll talk about it with Jeff for about five minutes, and then we're going to yeah. move on to Matthew Davis's feedback. Who says, hello, pandas. Hey! Well, this episode of She-Hulk almost seemed like something I didn't think we would get from these Marvel series. A filler episode. It wasn't a bad episode, and I do want to watch it again. At first, I wondered what Jen going to a wedding while Mallory and Nikki deal with the many wives of Mr. Immortal had to do with the overall arc of the season. Thinking about it, though, Jen is still coming to grips with being She-Hulk and trying to find that balance, not just physical, but personal. She shows up at the wedding, hulked up when Lulu was expecting Jen, after several episodes of everyone wanting and expecting She-Hulk. Lulu certainly changed her tune after a few drinks, huh? (laughs) The whole intelligentsia thing. Does Mallory think that ignorance is bliss? Weird philosophy for an attorney to adopt. Go Nikki for calling Jen. And then whose lab is that? The power brokers? The US government? Thunderbolt Ross? Doctor Doom? (laughs) Plus, we got more of Titania. I love Jamila Jamil on The Good Place, so seeing her is fun. Besides, without her, there's no fight. And what's a Marvel wedding without a hero versus villain mm-hmm. fight? That's right. We got a wedding fight! Chad's really good. The Inchettable Hulk is. Mm-hmm. is DJ. He's good now. He's good people. DJ Inchettable Hulk. <laughs> so funny. Use your, use your cousin's like. Uh, fame and be like, look, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm a banner too. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, you know, I, I, at first I did not like Chad just uh, like, he's okay. He's an idiot. He's a bit of a doof, like, ugh. Mm -hmm. But then, but then DJ Inchettable Hulk happened. Yeah. And I was like, he's in his element now. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Talk a little bit about what Matthew said here. This is kind of the only so far MCU show that has had the opportunity to have a only filler episode, you know? Yeah. Um, you had, you had what if, which could have had filler episodes, but they, they, they tied them all in tightly at the end. Yeah. They all felt like filler episodes until it was like, no, no. Yeah. They're all tied together. They all feel very standalone. But this show, because of the nature of it being a an episodic show instead of an overarching plot, even though it has an overarching plot, it's a much more balanced sort of thing. Uh, yeah. It has the opportunity to have a filler episode, which I agree with Matthew that it wasn't exactly a filler episode, but like, I mean, I see, I see his initial reaction being that as like, yeah, totally fair. Yep. 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 All right, next up, we got another of our patrons, Aaron Haker. Uh, says, hey there, all. It's been a long time since writing in, but the past few years have been pretty nuts for obvious reasons, and another that prompted this. Uh, for years, I've looked forward to sharing my nerdy love with future kids. My son was born in October 2019, two and a half months early, and was the size of my palm. Mm. 
Four months of living in the NICU followed, and then we finally got to go home just as lockdown was starting. Mm. When WandaVision came out in 2021, my sleep-deprived wife expressed an interest in watching it with me and was a rare weekly highlight for us. She hasn't had interest in any Marvel shows since, but when I watched She-Hulk this morning, I knew she'd like it. I gladly put that on this evening instead of the usual Bluey or Thomas the Engine, and holy cow was it a smash hit. He sat still the entire episode. Mm -hmm. He yelled right back at Bruce and clapped along with Jen. This show is now tied closely with lifelong dreams of mine. I've loved listening with you all for so many years, and who knows, maybe he'll start listening too in a few years and form the Young Panda Avengers. (laughs) Love you 3000, Aaron. Oh, Aaron. That's great, man. I love it. So I think I think this one came in uh, earlier around in the, the season. Yeah, earlier in the season, around the first episode or so. I don't know why it got pushed down the list because it's a patron. We normally put those at the top, but for some reason, sorry, yeah, we, Aaron, we didn't get to this so- sooner. Oh, I think you know what I think it was. I think it came in like the second or third week, which was the last time we did feedback, and then we had Dragon Con that like made no feedback for three weeks or something like that. Oh right. Uh, so we missed a bunch of feedback weeks, and so that's probably why this yeah. got pushed down the list. Sorry about that, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, it's not you, Aaron. It's us. We oh, yeah. uh, we caused this. But very happy to hear that you're you're achieving lifelong dream of of sharing that love with future kids mm-hmm. or with just kids at all. Because um, like, it's up to us, right, to train the young generation, mm-hmm. the, the next generation, on what they should love, yeah. right? And yeah. we have to guide them appropriately into the Marvel things mm-hmm. and away from DC, right? That's right. It's so hard. To <laughs> it's so hard to know when you introduce a child to something whether they're gonna it's gonna take. I feel like as the younger kid, uh, like Aaron has, um, being two and a half, like I feel like that's an age where like he will just start liking the iconography of Marvel and be like, that's a Hulk, that's an Iron Man, you know, like yeah. that's that's such a cool age because they're, they're gonna like whatever you put in front of them. But I've been dealing with uh, an 11 year old and trying to introduce Oof. her. Who she likes anime, so she likes kind of geeky stuff. I was like, yeah, but don't you want to see some? And she liked Multiverse of Madness, which I don't even think she should have probably seen, but she did. <laughs> um, it wasn't I wasn't Fair. around, and then I was like, all right, well, if you've seen that, let's check out Iron Man. And then she loved Iron Man, and then we. Just, I, so then the last four weeks or whatever, I have shown her uh, all of the first Phase One, and then after Avengers, she was like, did I tell you this story? Were you were you there when I did? You hear my the Coulson story? Oh yeah, yeah. We're so funny. <laughs> Where oh. she's like, "I love this guy. He's the best. Screw all the Avengers." Oh my god, he got stabbed through like, the chest. It was literally the second he was about to die, and I'm sitting there. There's no time for me to warn her. I saw it all happening. <laughs> like I look, I look over, and she's just, just like, like a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, it's just slow motion train wreck, and she's just like, like he st- he steps forward with the you know the weapon. He's like, I've always, I don't, we, we don't really know what this thing does. We're gonna see what it does. Ooh, that's what it does. Like, you know, he, he picks up the, or no, yep. that's, that's later. That's the, that's the, he says that later. But, um, he's talking about that big, uh, weapon based on the destroyer. And <laughs> he's walking through the, the helicarrier and she's just like, he is my favorite. I don't even care about all the other Avengers. Coulson is my favorite. And then just a meat spear through the chest in that exact wow. moment. I was like, oh, it was so bad. It's so bad. 
No, that's perfect. It was pretty perfect. She's been, it's, she's been <laughs> yelling at me. She was she's, she's, ever since then. She's like, "Why did you let me love him so much just for him to die?" I was like, "You, it was, it was like literally a split second. You said it, and then it happened. I, I it, this is not my fault. <laughs> yeah, this is not me. Oh god, that's so funny. And you've had her watching. Um, you've had her watching Agents of Shield after that, right? Yeah. So she jumped just in to build that. Build that love for Coulson. Well, she was like, well, does he have to come back? Is he, is he really dead? <laughs> and I was like, he is really dead, but he does come back. And then she's like, what? And I was like, there are seven seasons of a TV show that he is the star of. And she was like, what? And so we went and uh, started. To, she doesn't even call it S.H.I.E.L.D. She calls it Coulson. She's like, can we watch more yeah. Coulson? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and then she's going to learn that Daisy is one of the best things about that show. Yeah, she just keeps saying, she knows that Daisy is an 084, and she keeps saying, when does, when, when are, Sky, Sky, it's not even Daisy yet. She keeps saying, oh yeah, yeah. She keeps saying, where is, when is Sky going to get her powers? And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't even know, why do you think she gets powers? She's an 084, Matt. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. It is so, so good. <laughs> it's very nice. I applaud Aaron for that introduction early because now, like, you got to have that, like, basis of the love of the iconography of the thing. And then as the child gets older, we're like, oh, I, I love Spider Man. I love the Hulk. I love, the-. And yeah. then, you know. Then they start to grow into that nuance. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, really understand why it's important that, you know, that uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider Man gets to save MJ mm-hmm. when he couldn't save Gwen and like catches her. Oh, and, and see, this is the problem though. Now she likes Coulson so much that yep. it's a, uh, it's an issue to pull her away from anything else. <laughs> like I, I was like, okay, it's time to watch Thor. We're at that point in the season. She's like, I don't want to, I want to keep watching <laughs> shield. <laughs> and then it, like, it was like pulling teeth to get her to go watch uh, winter soldier. I was like, it's literally whatever, like widely considered the best one. Like, it's really, really good. And she's like, but I want to know what happens on S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, you can't until you watch this. Yeah, it's <laughs> directly affected by. <laughs> I promise, you need to see this. Um, yeah, it was, it, it, but even still, she's still like, yeah, I guess I'll watch those other movies at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Coulson's not in them, so they're no good. Yeah, she's like, do they ever, do they ever meet Coulson again? And I'm like, not yet. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe soon. I don't know. <laughs> Secret Wars oh, is coming. Oh, man. Secret Wars is the best opportunity to bring Coulson back. To bring the whole team. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, like, Absolutely. You could do it with no explanation. You could have the entirety of the team, like, on, you know, on Battle World or whatever. And they're just, like, yep. an alternate Coulson that continued on and had a S.H.I.E.L.D. team. Like, that's all you'd have to know. And he's like, yep. and he's like, yeah. I've been, of course, now that I think about it, he's also dead in that timeline. Uh, <laughs> he's, he died a lot. He died a lot. Over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. This is a sheet Hulk episode. Yeah. <laughs> this rat Aaron. I'm glad you, I'm glad you're getting to share that with your fam and your partner. Like uh, we talked a lot about the kid, but like getting to share it with your partner is also super rad. Yeah. In fact, that his uh, wife is really into that. That's super cool. Cool. All right. Well, uh, guys, that's all of our She-Hulk feedback for this week. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with another uh, another quick episode. 
um, of just kind of random feedback. Uh, we, I'm really excited. We actually got to catch up on a lot of the feedback with these. So, um, it had gotten slightly out of hand. Yeah. Things just got out of hand. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we love you very much. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.